Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Journey into space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. Jet Morgan and his crew took off from the moon, but instead of returning to Earth as they'd intended, found themselves traveling at an unimaginable speed into the depths of the universe. Then a planet was sighted on the televiewer screen, and a landing was made in a forest clearing. The atmosphere was found to be breathable and the climate bearable, so Jet and his crew, believing they were stranded on the new planet for the remainder of their days, set about making their lives as comfortable as the circumstances would allow. Then, one night, while the rest of the crew slept and Jet kept watch, the sky, which till then had been clouded over, cleared suddenly, and for the first time since landing, Jet caught a glimpse of the stars. Before long, he made a startling discovery. Do you mean, Jet, that apart from Vega, the constellations are the same as seen from Earth? Yes. And don't you see, only from the Earth, or, or maybe from some other part of the solar system, would they assume the shapes they do? Yes, I'm beginning to understand what you're driving at. Well, I'm not. It means that we must be somewhere within the solar system. Well, that's a comfort. And that's not all. We know that within the solar system there's only one planet with air, trees, water, rain, and clouds. The Earth. This can only be the Earth. It is the Earth. What? Oh, blimey. And I went through all that performance, testing the air. But if that's true, Jet, how do you account for the constellations being out of position as they are? Why is Vega now the pole star? There's only one possible explanation. We must have travelled here through time. We've landed on the Earth, all right, but at a different time from when we left it. How different? Oh, heaven knows. But my guess is at least 13,000 years. Which way? Forward or... Or back? I don't know, Lemmy. I just don't know. Haven't you any idea? Lemmy, the stars are constantly shifting. And the pole of the heavens is continually moving, tracing a circle in the sky. We hardly notice any difference in a lifetime, because the movement is so slow. But over a thousand years, the change is quite considerable. Yeah? Five thousand years ago, from 1965, that is, the pole star was Thuban and Draco. 
as it was when the Egyptians built their pyramids. Well, 5,000 years on, the pole star will be a star in the constellation Cepheus. Well, how many thousand years from 1965 before it would be Vega? I've already told you, about 13,000. Well, that's it then. We've landed back here on Earth either 13,000 years before or after we left it. Well, not necessarily. Aye? It takes 26,000 years for the star that marks the pole to make its complete circuit. 26,000 years between the time it is the pole star and the time it returns to that position. I don't see what you're driving at. Just this, Lemmy. How do we know how many times Vega has been the pole star since we left Earth? Blimey, you mean we might have to add 26,000 years to the 13,000 we already got? Yes, perhaps even more. Cool. It depends on how many times the cycle has been completed. Oh, don't, Jet. It sends me dizzy just thinking about it. All this is assuming that we are on the Earth. Where else could we be? I don't know. But if this is the Earth, it should have a moon, and a very large one revolving round it. Yes, of course. Then where is it? Probably it hasn't risen yet. Or else it's already said. Maybe. Perhaps there isn't one. Maybe we've gone so far back in time, we've arrived here before the moon existed. Or so far forward that it's disappeared, blown up, shot off into space, gone. If this is the Earth, it's a million to one that the moon is still circling round it. We haven't seen it because of the cloud, but we haven't seen the sun either for the same reason. Since we've been here, the moon must have south six times. We just haven't seen it, that's all. Well, if we did, it would make all the difference. It'd be the final proof that we are back on Earth. No, we'll keep watch for it. It may yet rise before dawn. If it doesn't, then we're bound to see it one evening soon, just after sunset. If the sky remains clear and we don't see it within a week or so, then we'll know there is no moon and that this is almost certainly not the Earth. How many hours to go till daylight? Uh, four. Well... If you three like to go back to sleep, I'll keep lookout. I still have nearly an hour of my watch left. Not me. I'm not going back to sleep. If that moon's going to rise, I want to see it. Yeah, me too. And me. All right. Uh, Doc. Yeah? Are there any cigarettes left? A few. Hand them out, will you? I think this is one occasion which justifies it. Yes, that's it, all right. Now, there's no mistaking it. The moon, in almost its final phase... A slim crescent rising just before the sun. Yeah. I suppose there's no way the moon can help us find out just what period of time we're in. No, Lemmy. I doubt if the features of the moon have changed in 10,000 years. There's certainly not enough for us to notice any difference. And there must be something we can do to find out. Or do we just sit here for all our scientific knowledge worse off than them animals or whatever they are out there? At least they don't know that they don't know what age they're in. Well, we have one clue. Yeah, what? Well, the ice cap. It's large. We must have arrived here either at the end or the beginning of a glacial epoch. Ah, you mean the Ice Age? Not the Ice Age, Lemmy. There were more than one of them. How many? Well, there were supposed to have been four. How long ago did they happen? first one is estimated to have reached its peak 500,000 years ago. Seems like only yesterday. The second was 400,000 years ago. The third, 150,000 years. And the fourth? Assumed to have reached its maximum 50,000 years ago. So we could be somewhere in that period. My guess is that we're somewhere between the fourth and fifth ice ages, always assuming there was to have been a fifth. I'd say 39,000 years or so before or after our own time. <laughs> Only it isn't our time anymore. Well, I'll know one thing. What, Lemmy? It must be back. If we'd gone forward in time, the world wouldn't look like this. Well, why not? Because over thousands of years, man would have progressed. This would be a scientific world with great cities, controlled weather, roads, aeroplanes, spaceships... But there's not a sign of anything. Not even a sign of any living creature. <laughs> Except for the row we hear coming from the forest at night. We must be in the past. Uh, I wish I could be as sure of man's future on the earth as you are, Lemmy. 
But the way he was carrying on when we left, he could easily have destroyed himself by now. Or, again, the climatic conditions could have changed so much that his species died out altogether and another took its place. What, you mean we might be the only creatures of our kind on the world? Just the four of us? Look, all this talking and arguing only takes us round in circles. Yes, whatever age it is and wherever we are, we have to live. Of course we do. We must make definite plans for finding out the things we need to know. Well, fortunately, we're fairly well equipped for that. We have the ship's instruments, the telescope, navigational books, a clock, and we can read, write, and figure. First thing in the morning, we'll hold a council and work something out. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. Okay, Then, Mitch, continue the watch, will you? The rest of us will get some sleep. We have now been on this planet, which can only be the Earth, for two weeks. By now, we've gotten used to the idea. Our life is the peculiar mixture of the primitive and the scientific. Mitch spends most of his time within the ship, observing the heavens with the aid of the telescope and the navigational tables. He hopes before long to at least deduce our position. Hey, Jet. Yes, Mitch? Look, I've arrived at something, only I can't believe we can be where my calculations say we are. Well, where, Mitch? In the Mediterranean, right smack in the middle of it. You're quite sure, Mitch? Well, I'll go through it all again if you like. It doesn't follow that what was or will be water in 1965 is water now. Well, was the Mediterranean ever known to be dry land? Oh, yes, Lemmy. Well, parts of it anyway. How long ago? Oh, 50,000 years, maybe less, 30 or even 25,000. Oh, well, however you add it up for me, the answer's always near enough the same. And that would line up with the ice, too. The fourth ice age was receding, then. And what kind of animals were there? Oh, all kinds. Many of the animals that we knew in our age were in existence then. And some, like the mammoth and the saber-toothed tiger, were rapidly dying out. Were there any men like us, I mean? Well, it's been estimated that men, not very different from us, have inhabited some parts of the earth for something like 200,000 years. Well, could they have planted those crops? I doubt it very much. Man didn't become an agricultural animal until the dawn of history. Then who did plant them? And where are they? And when they do turn up, what will they do to us? Oh, that's something we'll only find out when it happens. Hey, listen. Th that noise again. Yeah. Okay. It must be those ships. They must be about somewhere. Let's get to the pilot's cabin, quick. Yeah. Yeah, see if we on. can see them. Yeah. There they are, look. Up there, miles up. Caught in the sunlight. Where? I can't see them. Where? There, look. In a circular formation, about 50 of them. What speed do you reckon they're doing? Well, not easy to tell unless we know their height. I'm going to telescope. See if I can get a closer view. You'll have to hurry. They're nearly overhead. They'll be gone any minute. I got them now. Some of them. They've stopped. They're hovering above us. Yes, but these are bell shapes. The others were more like donuts, remember? They must be observing us. Well, let them take a good look, and then maybe they'll do something about us. For what? How should I know? But they've never been short of ideas before, have they? There. Oh, no. They're waiting for us. They're inviting us to join them. What on earth do you mean? Well, when we took off from the moon, they followed. They knocked us right out of 1965 into heaven knows where, didn't they? Well. Well, now maybe they're sorry. Realise they've put us down in quite the wrong place, and they're now willing to take us back again. Ah, but how can they? Well, by the same methods they got us here, I suppose. We take off, and they surround us. And bash, we're back where we started, on our way home from the moon, back in 1965. Yeah, there might be something in that, too. And what are we waiting for? Come on, let's get the ship ready. Now, wait a minute, Lemmy. It's not as easy as that. Why not? She can take off, can't she? She might, but I wouldn't like to risk it. Hey. Eh? Every day, the undercarriage of this ship sinks a little further into the ground. If we tried to take off under these conditions, we'd just tip up on our nose, that's all. Well, couldn't we dig the wheels out, make some kind of runway for her? What, just the four of us? Well, it can't hurt to try. Anything's better than staying here for the rest of our lives. With all the people and friends we ever knew, not even born yet. 
Look, Lemmy, if we got this ship off the ground, what then? Well, we go into free orbit and wait for them other ships to do something about us. Uh, look, Lemmy, this ship isn't big enough to take off and reach free orbit. Not from the Earth, she's not. She needs a booster stage full of fuel, and we haven't got one. And no hope of ever getting one. Oh. Yeah, but with the power them ships have got, perhaps we don't even need to go that high. Maybe all we need to do is take off. They'll do the rest. Nah, it's not worth the risk. Well, let's at least take a vote on it. We took a vote on landing here. You don't want to? None of you? Oh, you, you can't want to stay here for the rest of your lives with, with mammoths and things trampling all over your backyard. Look, look, Lenny. The only thing we can depend on this ship for now is to get from one part of this globe to another, like it was an, an aeroplane. She'll never travel through space again. Well, then why can't we do just that? Go to England, at least, or London, maybe. Almost certainly the whole of Britain, at least as far down as the Thames, is ice-covered, frozen solid. Oh. Jet, Mitch. What is it, Doc? That noise. It stopped. They must have gone while we were talking. Gone? Yes, Lemmy. There's no sign of them. Oh, I didn't think I'd ever be sorry to see them go. And where have they gone? And will they be back? Well, maybe I'd better start cooking the fish. It is my turn, isn't it? Yes, Lemmy. And cheer up. This may not be as bad as it looks. I hope it's not as bad as you look. Or as bad as any of us look. I'll just resign myself to the fact I've got to learn to be a caveman. And like it. Yeah, you know, all things considered, I don't think this need be such a bad life. You think so, Lemmy? Well, it could be one long holiday. We're not responsible to anybody but ourselves. We can lead our own lives in our own way, do what we like when we like, and nobody to tell us not to. We might even start off uh, an entirely new kind of civilization. We might, but there'll be nobody to carry it on. Eh? Ah. Uh, no, there won't, will there? Let's get some sleep, shall we? It's your turn for first watch, isn't it, Mitch? Yep. Lemmy follows me. Don't. Yeah? About what Jet just said. Well? If I hung this over my bunk, would it matter? What is it? It's a photograph of Becky. <laughs> well, why should it matter? Well, uh, I usually keep it in my wallet, but it might make the place look more homely if I hung it up. I'm sure it would, Lemmy. <sighs> I wonder what she's doing now. You know, Doctor, I never did tell her where I was going, but <laughs> she soon found out once we landed... My picture was in all the papers. Me, Lemmy Barnett, one of the first men on the moon. Yeah, now look at the mess with him. Here's her picture. And as far as I know, she ain't even born yet. No? Then how can I have her picture, then? Doc, do you think that she is alive? I mean, at the same time as we are. You know, everything going on at once, like the pages in a book. I don't quite see what you mean, Lemmy. Well... Suppose you've got a book and you're just sitting down to read it. Yeah. And you begin in chapter one and start plowing your way through, don't you? Uh-huh. Well, you can't reach chapter seven until you've read the first six chapters. But that doesn't mean chapter seven doesn't exist. You just not, haven't reached it yet. Sure. Well, couldn't time be like that? The normal thing is to start at the beginning and go on. But I suppose... It is possible to skip a few pages or even turn back a few. Yes, yes, I see what you mean. Well, maybe that's what's happened to us. 
Somebody's taken us right out of the page where we belong and planted us on an earlier one. But the other pages are still there. Like Henry VIII is marrying his sixth wife <laughs> on the proper page. And Becky is there. And so are we taking off for the moon or just preparing to. It all depends on what page you are and what part of it you happen to have reached. You mean there's really no such thing as time? Everything happens at once? Yes, that's it, in a way. Then we must be careful if we ever get back to our correct page, as you call it, that we don't run into ourselves. Yeah, eh? I think we'd better get some sleep, Lemmy. We've got enough problems without worrying about the true nature of time. Yes, Doc. Wait, listen. What's that? If you say it's mice, Lemmy, I'll suck you one. This is no time for joking. Is the main door open, Lemmy? Yes, sir. Then close it, quick. Main door, contact. Ah, shut, and it seems to have frightened them away. We'll wait. Keep your ears open and, and listen. How long is it since that knocking stopped? Must be an hour, at least. Do you think they've gone away? If it was a they. Well, if not, they seem to have lost interest in us. Well, there's only one way to make sure. What's that? Go out and look. What do you think, Mitch? Well, I think there's nothing out there. But I won't be happy until I know for certain. No, neither shall I. Lenny, open up the main door. Uh, now, wait a minute, Jet. There's no need for us actually to step outside. We can see all we need from the door itself. And there's nothing out there? Not that we could see from where we were. Only some very strange tracks. Heavy enough for a, a tank to have left. Well, this proves it's not the past we're in. Why not? Well, how could it be? If we'd landed on Earth thousands of years back in time, would we see any tanks? Not to mention spaceships flying around all over the place. It's not likely, is it? We must be in the future. That tank was probably driven by one of our descendants. Our descendants? Well, it... Well, he might be a relative anyway. I must say the future has been in my mind all along. Those crops out there, healthy and flourishing, with no one to attend them. The ships appearing. And now this. If we were in the past, these things couldn't be. Why not? Our ship's here, isn't it? Oh, yes, but that's... Uh, it... Oh, now I'm getting all confused. No, if you're absolutely sure there's nothing out there, let's go to bed. We'll have plenty of time to chew over all this in the morning. Yeah, it's a good idea. Who's watching them? I was to follow Lemmy. Get to bed, all of you. I'll wake you as soon as dawn breaks. Yeah, how about the door? Don't we close it again? I don't think there's any need, Lemmy. The um, hatch will be sufficient. We must conserve the power. All right. Uh, what's up? What's the matter? Eh? Hey? Mitch and Doc are asleep. I, I don't want to wake them. Well, why pick on me? I, I need to sleep too. Lemmy, I want you to help me. What at? I want to go outside. Out? What for? You got the wanderlust or something? No, I just want to go out there, that's all. Take a closer look at those tracks and look all around the ship. Why can't you wait till morning? By then, that thing might be back again. Anything might have happened. And maybe we won't be able to get out. Ah, now I know why you didn't want me to shut the main door. Open it up again would wake up Mitch and Doc. You should be a detective. Well, what do you want me to do? Oh, nothing much. I want you to stay at the door when I go out. And then? That's all. Keep a sharp lookout while I'm looking round. If you see anything, you can warn me. Give me a chance to get back into the ship. If I can't make it, you can at least shut the door. Are you sure you know what you're doing? No, but... I know what I want to do. And I'll know your practice. I'll get a flashlight. Open the hatch by hand and don't make any noise. Yes, dear. All right, 
take the flashlight, will you? Hey, about time you got back. You had me worried. Oh, never mind that. Now, close the hatch quietly. And then go back to bed. There's no need for the soft-footed stuff. Oh, we're not asleep. Hello, Mitch. How, how long have you been awake? Long enough. Dock too? Yes, Jeff. Look, what's going on? Where have you been, both of you? If you must know, Lemmy's been as far as the door, and I've been outside. Outside? But look, it was agreed that nobody would go out until morning. Oh, I couldn't help it just sitting there during my watch, thinking and wondering about it. When all I had to do was go out there, I, I couldn't resist it. No harm's been done. Yeah, but it could have been. Oh, don't see how. Well, suppose there'd been something out there. Supposing neither of you'd come back. There's Doc and me fast asleep with the main door and hatch wide open. Oh, it's not as bad as that, Mitch. Nothing has happened to either of us. And you weren't asleep anyway. No, but standing by to shut the door if necessary. Mitch is right, just the same, Jet. If we make a plan, we should stick to it. You should have stayed on watch. Well, anyway, now you have been. What more do you know? Well, that machine definitely came from the forest. The tracks circle the ship a couple of times and then lead back to the forest again. Is that all you discovered? Mm, not quite. What else, then? This. What is it? Have a look at it. You tell me. <laughs> a piece of stone. Is that all it means to you? Well, what else? Doesn't its shape tell you anything? Well, it is a peculiar shape, all right. But... Take hold of it. Feel the weight and balance of it in your hand. Well? Hmm. If it wasn't that it's so unlikely, I'd say it was some kind of weapon. A weapon? Eh? Well, look at it. Isn't this a handle? And, and look at the edge, sharp like a razor. And the point at the end. It's some kind of dagger. Or a knife. Let me see it, Mitch. Look at the polish on it. Somebody made that thing and dropped it near the ship sometime after we came in last night. How'd you know? Because that's where I found it, near the fire. Right in the very place where I was sitting. If it had been there then, I'd have noticed it, wouldn't I? Well, you could hardly have helped yourself, could you? It's some kind of knife, all right. Let me have another look, Doc. Yeah, sure. Well? Yeah. But I've never seen one like this before. Except in history books. How do you mean, Doc? For thousands of years, men made just this kind of weapon. Certainly in Europe and the Mediterranean regions, even the ancient Egyptians used them, or knives like this, until they discovered the use of metal. You mean this is a relic from the Stone Age? Yeah, that's just what I mean. But it's in such darn good condition. Precisely, Mitch. But that would suggest that out there, outside the ship, there are men or, or some kind of animals who, who use stone knives, who belong to a Stone Age. Why not? We might have landed anywhere. In time. Maybe we're in two ages at once. Forward and back. But look, that presupposes two entirely different civilizations, if you can call it that, existing together. One extremely advanced with, with machines and spaceships, and the other as primitive as prehistory itself. Well, I don't know what to make of it. I only know that knife was outside. Well, we may get to the bottom of it someday. Meanwhile, it must be nearly dawn. If we're to keep alive, we've got lots of things to do. Yeah. Hey, Lemmy, you better get started. Right. Boil up some water. I'll see to cooking the fish. Okay, Jet. Maybe we can get round to making some stone weapons ourselves and kill us some meat for a change. Mm. How'd you like your coffee, Doc? Just as it is, Lemmy, thanks. Sorry there's no sugar in it. That's okay. And I'm sorry there's no milk. <laughs> Don't let it worry you. And I'm even sorrier there's no coffee in it. Water never did anybody any harm. Hurry up and get it done, Doc. We'll be going outside in just a minute. Hey, you're not going into the forest, are you? No, not yet, Lemmy. We'll go along the river bank and round the bend. Round the bend is right. What happens if you run into trouble? How do we know? Look, we've got all that figured out. We'll take the personal radios with us and keep in constant contact with you. Well, I only hope the batteries stand up to it. There can't be much juice left in them now. We'll take two radios, but only use one and keep the other in reserve. And what if that machine comes back? 
Well, we can't stay locked up in here forever. We, we've got to know what lies beyond the horizon. Night men or no, machines or no, spaceships or no. Oh, I think you'll have to stay here a bit longer. Well, what do you mean, Lemmy? Well, listen. Can't you hear it? Eh? They're here again. Probably got the ape men with them this time. Quiet, listen. Ah, that's it, all right. The same old noise. Let's get over to the cabin see if we can see them. Well, that's put paid to a nice, quiet morning fishing. It's getting louder. Very loud. They must be directly over there. Let's open up the cabin for heaven's sake. I'm trying to get it. doesn't work. Lemmy, the televiewer. Yeah. See if that does. Televiewer. Oh. Yes. Yes, it's working. But there's no picture. It's gone haywire. Give it a chance to warm up. Truth, they must be right outside. Heaven's sake, what's happening? I don't know. It's like we're going to take off. What are they doing to us? Oh, oh, that's better. I thought for a minute the old ship was going to shake us out of peace. Televiewer still seems to be working. But that noise has stopped. It's clearing. And the picture's getting sharper. Is there anything out there? Can you see anything, Doc? Uh, no. No, I can't. Rotate the camera. Go on, Lemmy. Yes, Jet. Always supposing she will. Ah, yes, she does. Even after that shaking. Now, Doc, let's look. Let's all look. Hey, hold it. Stop. What is it, Mitch? There. Can't you see? Another of those donut-shaped ships we saw on the moon. Like the one I went into. Good heavens, yes, it's exactly the same. C keep her rotating, Lemmy. See if we can see any more. Yes, Jet. Rotate in. No, that, that's all there seemed to be. Just one of them. One ain't enough yet? Well, turn the camera on it, Lemmy. Let's take a look at it. Right. Oh, there she is. What do you make of her? I don't know. We all know what happened before. Yes, and it's not happening again. I'm not going out there and getting into that ship. Last time I did it, you all accused me of saying things I'd never even dreamed of. And then the thing was about to take off with me in it. Oh, no. If you want to go, you go. But leave me out of it this time. I don't think anybody should go out there. Hey, wait a minute. Huh? Look at the dome of that ship. It's opening. Just as it did before. What in heaven's name are they up to now? And now that ladder's coming out. Yeah. Just like it is an invitation for us to go in there. If it is, we're not accepting. Maybe this time somebody will be coming out. Hey? Right? Well, why not? And whatever it is, it, it must have two legs. Oh, don't see why. Who else would use a ladder but somebody with two legs? A cat can climb a ladder? Uh, yeah. Yes, it can. Well, what are we going to do? Sit here all day staring at it and biting our fingernails? We're supposed to be out fishing. Supposing that thing stays out there, how do we eat? I know. The radio. The radio? Yes, don't you remember? When Mitch went up to that ship before, he kicked it. And we all heard it over the radio. And then when he went inside, we heard his voice. Now, obviously, if that ship can communicate with us in any way, it must be via the radio. Lemmy, get the intercom sets. Right. But the last time I had to be in there before you heard anything at all. Yeah, who knows what'll happen this time. At least it's worth a try. Yes, I suppose it is. Here you are, Jet. Here's the omits. Do we put them on now? Uh, yes, put them on and turn them on, all of you. And then listen, see right. if you hear anything. Yeah, mine's on. Yes, those yeah. mine. Hey, Jet, I can hear something. Yes. Well, is that all we get? That's nothing new. Hello, Luna. Blimey. That is quiet, Lemmy. But it was a voice. A human voice. And it came over the radio. It came from there. 
There's somebody or something in that ship. You've been listening to Episode 8 of Journey into Space with Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch. Also taking part was David Jacobs. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. Journey into Space. BBC presents Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. After taking off from the moon, Jet Morgan and the crew of rocket ship Luna landed back on the Earth some thousands of years before or after they left it. All efforts to determine at what period of time they'd landed were useless, for besides sighting other spaceships, which hovered overhead as though observing them, and seeing a strange machine which came out of the forest one night and returned before dawn, Jet had found a stone knife near their campfire. The evidence seemed to suggest that they had landed at a period of time when there existed on Earth not only a super-civilization, but also a very primitive one. And then, early one morning, the strange music which had been heard so often before was heard again. Jet turned on the televiewer to find that outside the ship, another spaceship had landed, identical with the one that Mitch had seen and entered on the moon. Jet decided to try and contact it by radio. Yeah, Jet, it's the helmet. Do we put them on now? Yes, put them on and turn them on, all of you. And then listen, see if you hear anything. Yeah, mine's on. Yes, that's mine. Jet, I can hear something. Yes. And it's getting louder. Hello, Luna. Blimey. That is quiet, Lemmy. But it was a voice. A human voice. And it came over the radio. It came from there. There's somebody or something in that ship. And whatever it is, it speaks English. Wouldn't it be rather awkward if I didn't? Oh, yes, I suppose it would. Who are you? What do you want? We only want to help you. How? It is not safe for you to remain where you are. Well, it's a pity you didn't think of that before you planted us down here. Quiet, Lemmy. We don't know who you are or, or what you want of us. All we ask of you is to leave your own ship and enter ours. Enter yours? No harm will come to you. You needn't be afraid. We're not afraid, just cautious. You speak for yourself, mate. We can help you if you want us to, but you must do as I say. Are you anything to do with that ship we saw on the moon? Yes, we are. Then who are you? Leave your own ship and come in here. You come in here. Why don't you show yourself? We cannot show ourselves. Why not? Hey, are you invisible? No, but I am not in this ship. What? What are we going to do about this? Stay where we are, of course. It'd be balmy to go out there. Not necessarily. What? Well, no harm came to you, Mitch, in that ship on the moon. Well, I wasn't conscious of anything strange going on, but... But if all of us go into that ship, who knows what might happen without any of us being aware of it. I think we should find out more about this before we even set foot outside. I quite agree a lot more. I'll talk to him. Hello, whoever you are. I can hear you. Then you must know how we feel. I know exactly how you feel. We know how we felt when we first saw you. 
But we have no intention of harming you. Can you prove that? Have we harmed you up to now? Oh, no. Apart from knocking us right out of our own time into heaven knows where, you haven't harmed us at all. We'd like to ask you a few questions. Then go ahead. Well, in the first place, have you anything to do with our being here now? Possibly. That's a great help. And how about that perishing music we keep hearing? Is that anything to do with you? Music? Yes, music. What is music? You do... You don't know what music is? No. Wow. Music, it, it's a kind of noise. It, it sort of... It goes up and down. And uh, when you hear it, well, it makes you feel good. It, except your music, that makes you feel dreadful. A noise, you say? Yes, a peculiar kind of noise. Like this? Yes, that's it. That's it, exactly. That noise has been dogging us ever since we left Earth. And whenever we hear it, something always happens to us. What is it? What did you do? All I did was turn on the power. The power that drives your ship? The power that drives everything. But what kind of power is it? What other power is there? Look, look, how, how do you generate it? What do you mean? Where do you get this power from? It exists everywhere. It covers the whole universe. All you have to do is use it like the heat from the sun. It's there, already, for anybody to use. Good grief, if only I had that secret. If only man had that secret, what couldn't he do? Man? What is man? What? Aren't you a man? I don't think so. Aren't you like us? Don't you look like us? No. We are very unlike you. Well, what are you like? You'll find out. If you come into this ship... Oh, no, not yet. We need to know a few things more first. Go ahead. It was you on the moon, wasn't it? Well, one of our ships. Weren't you in it? No. Then where were you? Exactly where I am now. You mean those ships on the moon were some kind of reconnaissance craft? You might call them that. And did you send them specially to look for us? No, we didn't. We were very surprised to find you there. Not half the surprises we were to find you... Then where are you from? From the other side of the universe. That's what Mitch told us, remember? Leave your own ship and come into ours. Look, will you give us a few minutes to talk this thing over? Certainly. Can we call you back? There is really no need. I can't go away. Then you don't mind if we switch off our radios. We have to conserve power. When you call, I will answer. Switch off your sets, all of you. Yeah, well, that's mine. Well... What do you make of that? We must go out there and do as he says. Now, wait a minute, Mitch. But why? He says we'll come to no harm and none of us ever has yet. Yeah, but it don't mean to say we won't, does it? Just think what we could learn from those, uh, whatever they are. Why, even to have the secret of the motive power of their ships would be worth the risk. I think we should go, do everything he says. What do you think, Doc? Well, in many ways, I agree with Mitch. But if they can help us, as they say they can, why can't they do it here and now? Why do we have to go into their ship? And if we do, where will they take us? That's what worries me. Well, it's something we could ask about. Well, go on, Ned. See what he's saying. I will, in good time. Let's see if we've anything else to ask first. I don't care what you ask. I want to go. If you three haven't the heart for it, then you can remain behind. If anybody goes, we all go. This is one time I think we should all stick together. But who knows what might happen to this ship if we go off and leave it? If anything catastrophic is going to happen, do you think one or two people remaining here will prevent it? No, I don't suppose so. Blimey, get to hear you talk. You think you were as keen to go as Mitch? Well, perhaps I am. I want to get to the bottom of this. 
Find out who controls that ship, where he comes from, where he is now. And if he is anything to do with our being in this awful mess. And if he is? Then we have a good chance of persuading him to get us out of it again. Ah, you're talking sense. Well, we might at that, I suppose. Well, we'll put it to the vote. Do we go or not? Yeah, we go. Doc? If you and Mitch agree, then I'll string along. Oh, there's no need to ask me. You've got your majority, ain't you? Right, then. Switch on that radio, Lemmy. Yes, Chet. Radio up. Hello? Hello? Yes? If we enter that thing, what will happen to us? It will take off. With you in it. Where to? Not very far. Well, why do we have to go there in your ship? It would take you a long time to walk. But why can't you come to us? Why do we have to come to you? It is safer. You are in great danger where you are. We want to protect you from it. What kind of danger? Look, why bother with all this? If we're going, let's go. Quiet, Mitch. We'll go when I'm good and ready. But this is just a waste of time. I said be quiet. Oh, all right. You have your letter, but do hurry up. Tell me one thing more. Yes? This danger you talk of, is it a threat to us personally or to our ship? I don't think your ship is likely to come to any harm. But you probably will. And very soon. Now, come on, Jet. He couldn't say much more, could he? It's better all around that we should go. And if it isn't? If you don't like where we shall take you, you can always return. Here, you mean? Or anywhere else you care to go. All right. Give us a few minutes to get ready and, and we'll come. And bring your radios with you. What for? So that we can talk to each other. They are our only means of communication at the moment. Very well. We'll bring them. I'll call you again when we're outside. Well, there's no point in just standing here looking at it. Let's go in. Lemmy, what are you doing? Oh, just making sure this thing's solid. That the old thing isn't just a dream. It's solid, all right. And there's the door open and the ladder extended. Oh, we'd better not all go in at once. I'll go first. Now, keep your radios on, and if it's okay, I'll tell you. Right. 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 Take your time, Jet. Have a good look round before you actually go in. Radio on. Now I'm climbing ladder. You can hear every sound. It's like the old ship. It's a great transmitter. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, Jet. What can you see? Nothing. Nothing? Well, no more than Mitch did. Seems to be the same kind of ship exactly. With the octagonal panels around the wall? Yes. And the row of buttons above each one. Certainly seems nothing to worry about here. I'm going inside. Now. Well, I'm in. Inside the cabin or whatever it is. And you don't feel peculiar or, or anything? No, quite normal. I think you might as well come up, all of you. Okay, here we come. Well, what do you think? Nothing here that tells us anything. What can all those panels mean? Why are they all different colors? What are all them buttons? What happens if we press them? No, 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 don't touch a thing. Now, leave this to me. Hello? Yes? Well, we're all inside. Now what do we do? Just stay where you are. And don't be afraid. Right. We're waiting. Oh, blimey. What's happening? It's the dome. It's closing. We're being shut in. Here, let me get out of here. No, wait. Don't let me. Hey? Well... Whether we like it or not, the door's shut. We couldn't get out now, even if we wanted to. Well, what next? Well, why don't you call up the Wizard of Oz and ask him? He said we were going to take off. Sounds like we are, too. Let me stand back, stand back. Hey? The floor, near you, it's opening up. Oh, oh, blow me. Get back to the wall, all of you. Flat against the wall. Oh, 
Oh, it's a good thing you warned me, Mitch. I, I might have fallen into that thing. Did any of you notice any crack in the floor to show there was a panel just there? Not me, Jeff. Well, if they all fit as well as that one, we're not likely to. Yeah, for all we know, the floor is full of sliding panels, all circular like that one. Well, if it is, none of them seems to be opening. Yeah. Do you think, oh, um, whatever it is, he's down there? We well, said he wasn't in this ship, didn't he? Yeah, maybe he ain't, but a couple of his mates might be. Why do you stand there? Why don't you go down? Into that hole? Unless you do, the ship won't take off. Well, what can't it take off with us up here? It can, if you wish. But you'll find it most uncomfortable. Oh. Do you prefer to stay where you are? I prefer to get out altogether. That can be arranged. If you really want to. Yes, I do. And the quicker the better. Does that go for all of you? No, wait a minute. Yes? Would you let us out again, if we asked you? Of course. We don't wish you to do anything against your will. You entered this ship quite voluntarily. You can leave it again whenever you like. Then we'll stay. There, now, wait. I said we'll stay. Yes, Jim. What do you want us to do now? Go down into the lower cabin, and the hatch will close. And then? The ship will take off and bring you here. Where you are? Yes. All right, gentlemen. I'll lead the way. Yeah, but it's so dark down there. Hey, hey, look. A light came on, and there's a ladder leading down. Well, go on, Jed. I don't think there's anything to be scared of. Not in here, anyway. You want to bet? All right. Here I go. After you, Mitch. It's okay, Doc. Hey, Lemmy, come on. Yeah, I'm coming. Uh, this ain't the thing I want to rush into. Go on, Lemmy. Nothing will harm you. Oh, Lemmy now, is it? Well, I'm going, ain't I? Then why do you hesitate? Your friends are already down. Come on, Lemmy, what are you doing? I'm coming. Go on, then. Here. How do you know what I'm doing? Can you see me? Of course. But now, you say you're not even here. How do you look around your ship without going outside? Well, through the tele... Oh, all right, you win. Jet, here I'll come. Well, come on, then. What's this, the bargain basement? Here, that panel's closing again. He said it would. Wow, this is really something, isn't it? Where does the light come from? Eh? Well, where does it? There, there are no lamps of any kind that I can see. It's like the walls are glowing, a sort of super-diffused lighting. It's those octagonal panels again. It seems to come from there. And, and what's this? Some kind of control table, I'd say. What else can it be? You think that all those buttons in the upper cabin would be controls too, then? Why not? I'd say they were more of a decoration. And look, the way this ship's designed, I doubt if there's a single thing in it that doesn't serve a practical purpose. This is a control panel of some kind, I'd swear it. But why have a control panel in a ship that's remote-controlled? Maybe it isn't all the time. Our own ship was remote-controlled for the takeoff from Earth, but we've handled it ourselves ever since. But if this ship is ever manually operated, wouldn't there be seats or something for the crew to sit on? Yeah, you would have thought so. Well, this cabin's virtually empty. No provision for the comfort of a crew anywhere. All seats and such like could be folded back into the walls and, and released only when needed. Maybe the buttons on this panel operate some of those very things. No, no Mitch, don't touch them. <laughs> you don't think I'm crazy, do you? Yeah, now, if this is a remote-controlled ship... Well? Would them others be crew carriers? Which others? Well, the ones that came and gave us the once over yesterday, the, the bell-shaped ones. Well, they might have that, Lenny. They were certainly different from this, and much bigger, too. Hey, well, what's this? What? Uh, this thing. A sphere, about a foot in diameter. What's it made of? 
Some kind of glass or highly polished plastic or something. I wonder what's inside it. And what it's for. Funny place for it to be, too. Right in the center of the cabin. Why a sphere? Well, I don't think that's very surprising, really. Well, how do you mean? Well, the whole ship seems to be built to a spherical or circular pattern. The thing itself is round, like a donut. The roof is a dome. The hatch is circular. And but for the flat floor, this cabin is spherical. And even the control panel, if it is a control panel, is disc-shaped. Everything is curved. How about those octagonal panels in the walls, Jeff? Yeah, they intrigue me more than anything. I bet the whole secret of how this ship works and the power it uses lies behind there. The whole ship is certainly of a most unusual design. So simple. I'll bet it works in the same way. If we only knew how. Well, why don't we try to find out? We've got the chance. Let's take a good look round. Examine everything in sight. See if we can find the slightest clue as to how this thing might function. Yeah, right. Good idea. Well, let's get started. And don't miss a thing. Well... That didn't take long, did it? How could it? There's hardly anything to see. It's the same wherever you look. Well, it makes it difficult to keep any sense of direction, doesn't it? One walk round this cabin and you don't know whether you're coming or going. Yeah, like when you wake suddenly in the night and look for the window, only to find it in the wrong wall. Yeah, except that here there aren't any windows. There aren't any in our ship either. But at least we've got an air conditioner. Well, there must be something of the sort here. And where is it? Well, there must be some kind of air supply, Lemmy. Else how could we breathe? That's what's worrying me. I think we're just using the air that came in when the door opened. But as soon as that's gone, we've had it good and proper. Now, now, that can't be. The air seems quite fresh. It certainly hasn't got any hotter. At least I haven't noticed it. Me neither. But there must be some kind of supply coming from somewhere. Well, if there is, it would be a kind that the fellows who built this ship could breathe, wouldn't it? Of course, Lemmy. And how do we know that that, uh, whatever it is, won't poison us? No, I don't think they can be all that different from us, Lemmy. Or how could they exist on the Earth at all? Look. We haven't seen anybody yet. All we've done is hear a voice. He may not even be on the Earth. Might be on Mars or Venus or somewhere. I doubt if he's that far away. Yes, but Lemmy has a point there. They may be very different from us, exist in quite a different way. Well, he said he was unlike us, didn't he? It is possible, of course. I think it's more than just possible. Look at this place. But for that oversized football and a control panel, this cabin is completely empty. No seats, no couches, no food, no water, no nothing. Yeah. Perhaps they don't exist physically at all. Then how come they need physical ships? Why build them in the first place? Well, just because they build them don't mean they've got to fly in them any more than a meteorologist flies in a weather balloon. But supposing they do fly in them, that they have some kind of physical shape, they may be much tougher than us. Perhaps high acceleration doesn't affect them at all. Maybe that's why they can fly so fast, maneuver so easily. If they start throwing this thing around the way they do their other ships, they'll probably kill us all. Yeah, but do they realize that? Do they know exactly how much the human body can stand? Look, Jed, I think we'd better try and contact them. Make sure they do realize just what kind of creatures we are. Yeah, tell them, uh, take it easy. Tell them we're weak, very weak. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Try him again, Jed. Hello? Hello, crew of Luna calling. Can you hear me? Hello? The radio seems to be dead. I can't hear a thing. Well, I can. Eh? Yes, I can. That music. Not quite the same as before, but I can hear it. Yes, so can I. There's some kind of pressure building up. Can't you feel it? Yeah. Yeah. We must be taking off. We are taking off. This ship's on the move in a vertical climb. Hello. Hello. Blimey, we've been squashed flat. I know it. Hello. Hello. Pressure's getting stronger. And look, we better lie down, all of us. What, on the floor? Yeah, where else? With no shock absorbers to protect us or anything? Lie down, Lily. All of you. Lie flat. Oh, God. 
pressure seems to be less now. Yes. We must have stopped climbing. Yeah, but we haven't stopped moving. We've just straightened out, that's all. And I feel fine. Oh, we panicked over nothing. Well, do we get up now or just lie here? Get up, all of you. Uh, if only we could see where we were going. Oh, it's uncanny. Hurtling through the air like this and we don't even know which way up we are. I'll call him again. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? No go? Not a peep. You, you better all listen. Maybe my battery's given out or something. Well, in that case, there's no point in you calling him because he won't be hearing you anyway. Look, I'll try. Maybe I'll have better luck. Hello? Hello? Come in, please. Hello? Hello? Uh, not a sound. How about you, Lemmy? No, my set's as dead as a door now. Yes, those mine. It can't just be the batteries then, can it? They wouldn't all run down at the same time. Oh, something's put them out of action. It must be because we're in this cabin. Why? Well, they were working all right before we came down here, weren't they? Yeah, but I don't think that can be the reason. Why not? Well, this has happened to us before. On the moon and out in space. The electrical equipment, the radio especially, is packed in time and again. And always when we've heard that music. Here. Didn't that Mr. Mystery say that music happens when he turns on the power that drives his ship? Yes, of course. Whatever force that is, it must set up a powerful magnetic field. One strong enough to neutralize all the equipment in our ship. The radio in particular. You mean that whenever the radio cut, it was because one of those ships was around, flying near us? Well, it's as likely an explanation as any. And the more ships there are, and the closer they come, the stronger the effect. Yes, that would account for the fact that nothing worked before taking off from the moon. Ships like this must have been all around us. What else could it have been? I'll bet the minute that music stops, the radios will work again. I don't know about that, but something's happening here. Hey, This darn fishbowl, it's, it's beginning to glow. Then what's the... There's something appearing on it. Yeah. It, it's a model. A model? What do you mean? It's like those things you see in glass cases in the geological museum. A relief map. Yeah, that's it. A relief map such as I've never seen before, with every tiny detail. But what's it a map of? Country not unlike that we just left. There's the river. Yes. And the cultivated fields along its banks. And the forest, at least a, a part of it. Here. Here, do, do I look all right? Why shouldn't you? I don't look dizzy or anything. Not in the sense you mean. Why? Well, if it... If it wasn't, I know it's impossible. I'll, I'll say that map, or the model, or whatever it is, is moving. What? Eh? Yes, it is. At first, I thought it must be my imagination. Look, you see that clump of trees? Uh -huh. Well, they weren't there a moment ago. Well, where did they come from? Well, where'd they go to? The trees on this side are disappearing. Yes. It's like they're going right through the glass, but nothing comes out. Good heavens, I know what that is. A three-dimensional televiewer. Eh? That's not a map at all. It's a reproduction of the country we're flying over. But That's why it's moving. But it looks so solid, It gives that illusion, certainly. But if we broke open the case, I doubt very much if there'd be anything to touch. Wow. What would the TV boys back home give for this? Yeah, but why have it in a glass bowl? One on a screen. Does it matter? This method is probably the best there is for a three-dimensional televiewer. Maybe this is how all three-dimensional receivers should be made. Maybe every telecinema should be constructed this way. What, you mean have the audience sit round the screen instead of in front of it? Well, why not? Could you have anything better than this? It's as though there were an observing hatch in the floor. It's so real. Well, I don't know what kind of people they are that built this ship, but they're way ahead of our time, streets ahead. Blimey, you're right, too. You couldn't be right. What do you mean? Well, look, see? Just coming into view. Streets, a, a city or town or something, down there by the river. Oh, yeah. Is that where the voice is? 
Is that where we're going? How high do you think we are, Jet? Always supposing that this picture is a true representation of what lies below us. Well, I don't know how much this gadget reduces things, but I'd say about five miles. And it must be a fairly big town. There's still a lot of it coming into the picture. And the houses seem to be built on a spherical principle, too. Yeah, there must be Eskimos. Either that or they're not houses at all. What else could they be? Spaceships, just like those bell-shaped ones that flew over us. Could be. It's not easy to tell from this height. We're almost directly overhead now. It looks as though we're going to pass them by. Perhaps we're not stopping here at all. Hey, hey, look, down there, see? To one side of the town or whatever it is. More spheres, but much smaller. Yeah, from up here they look just like toadstools. They must be the ships. That must be a landing or a parking field. Oh, the larger spheres must be houses. Or larger ships. It could be of that. Well, whatever they are, it doesn't look as though we're going to land there. We're leaving them behind rapidly. Well, then where are we going? How should I know? I'm not the guide on this trip, Lemmy. We might keep going for days. Weeks, maybe. What do we do? A food and drink? Oh, if we'd had any sense, we'd have brought some with us. How were we to know we'd need it? That voice, whatever he was, he said he wasn't taking us very far. And in any case, he was taking us away from a danger of some kind. If that's true, is it likely that he'd keep us pinned up in here long enough for us to starve to death? Well, there's nothing we can do about it now. We can't even call him up, not with the radios out of action. Then what do we do? Wait and hope. At least with this televiewer contraption, we've got something to look at. We can see the kind of country we're traveling over. That's better than traveling in the dark. Did have to be in such a hurry about it. That sudden drop turned my stomach right over. If we continue to fall at this rate, we'll hit the ground with a heck of a crash. They've got no respect for their own property. Oh, hold on. What to? The walls are as smooth as glass. The base of the televiewer. Put your arms round it and bend your knees. Oh, don't have to. There can't be more than a few thousand feet to go. Oh, oh, blimey. They slowed up kind of sudden, didn't they? Oh, I'll have no stomach left at all in a minute. We're going to make a gentle landing anyway. Oh, we've made it. We're down. This must be where we change. Change is right. But for what? You have been listening to Episode 9 of Journey into Space with Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch. And with Derek Guyler. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.